welcome to episode 14 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be discussing Eddard Chapter 2 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. Alright, so the news that I have for today is, um, it's actually about uh, the Game of Thrones star Ewan Rion. And Ewan Rion was actually the guy that played um, Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones. Ew. And... Uh, <laughs> He just had a comment on, you know, they, they keep asking the stars how they feel about the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, and he said that uh, the Battle of Winterfell was actually the best TV that he's ever seen. Um, he says that um, that a lot, of the, a lot of the show can be put up, you know, people can always say what they want to say about the show, but he... Um, you know, that they wrote it with the best that they could do, basically, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was always going to be divisive, is what he said, whenever they wrote it. They knew that people were going to say what they wanted to say about it. Um, yeah. And he said, I felt that they made a very strong decision to where they thought the season would go. And I think they went with it and told the story really well. So Yeah, I mean, working with, like, an ending to a series that you don't even have like the last bit of the book of yeah and you and i talked about this where there's so many storylines to end yes at the same time you couldn't tie it together with a pretty little bow you know exactly yeah yeah so that was the news for today october 30th and then on october 28th um martin wrote in his blog this was actually kind of a cool one he said that he was in the original pilot for Game of Thrones. This one did not air, but they did film a pilot. So there's a pilot out there with George R. R. Martin in it. That'd be cool oh. to see. <laughs> and he has he put a picture of himself underneath this, and it's of him with the guy that plays Magister Illyrio. Um, and they are dressed up in quite extravagant costumes. It was hilarious. They have like these really big like. Like, headdresses on and stuff. I'll post a picture of it. Um, he said, When we shot the wedding of Daenerys Targaryen and Khal Drogo in Morocco, I was in the pilot. Uh, he says, Ian Mc- McNeese, who played Illyrio, and I played one of the wedding guests, presumably another magister. He said, Both of us were left on the cutting room floor when Danny was recast and the wedding was reshot. So it sounds like they had someone playing Danny that was not Amelia Clark before Amelia Clark got the role. That's, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder so, who it was. I yeah. who it was. So there's a pilot out there with Martin in it and with Danny who is not Amelia Clark. Hmm. Interesting. And then he said, I didn't know if you guys knew this. But he, there, he's in a couple cameos. So that he has a cameo in Beauty and the Beast from the 80s. And he's also in Sharknado 3 and Z Nation. Uh, well, Z Nation's a good movie. I have not seen that. But I thought that was pretty funny. He said he made a swell zombie. Yeah, he made a swell zombie. <laughs> All right. So our listener answers um so our first question for last week's episode was what is the best gift you ever received sorry um my mom actually mary said my daughters which oh how cute how cute 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Hannah said, that's such a hard question. Maybe the luggage my parents got for me for Christmas a couple years ago. I use it so much and it's still in great shape. I traveled with it to Europe. I moved to all my apartments with it. I use it anytime I go anywhere for multiple nights and it's held up really well. So, fun fact. We all, like all of us got that same luggage set like but in different colors. Oh. It is phenomenal. I don't know what brand it is. That's kind of cool. But it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, and then my sister Lexi said, I would say one of my family friends giving up her ticket to Hamilton in the first row to me. That's really cool. I know that she loves Hamilton. Yeah, I forgot that actually happened. <laughs> um, and then our second question was, have you ever ridden a horse? Um, my mom said yes, but not happily, which is true. <laughs> I can remember she riding forced? horses. No, it, oh. I mean, we like, we're all doing it as a family, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Hannah said, yes, once at camp, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even guide it. The horse really just followed the one in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Probably like a Girl Scout thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's still riding a horse. True. Um, Lexi says, yes, I've ridden horses since I was a child. I haven't for a couple years, though, which is true for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third question was, what's the best wedding food? Uh, my mom said, is an open bar considered food? Yes. Yep. I, yeah. Yes. I would, and I have to agree. Um, forget the food. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Hannah said, best wedding... She said, best wedding food I've ever had was at my cousin's wedding. It was the best steak I've ever eaten. Delicious, tender, cut like butter, filet mignon. Side note, I typed this answer before hearing Olivia talk about it. <laughs> and the same food. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> as soon as I read hers, I was like, But bro, oh it was the best steak ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so good. Um, Lexi said, I like seafood. I she said I think seafood like lobster would be great at a wedding it would probably be way too expensive though it is too expensive I can't imagine (laughs) I agree with that every guest at the wedding yeah wow yeah Yeah. that's insane yep alright guys thanks for your answers so last episode we saw Daenerys and Cal Drogo get married Um, Danny received many Bride's gifts, including some books, um, some weapons that she actually ended up just giving to Drogo because mm-hmm. obviously he received three gifts, um, and then three petrified dragon's eggs, um, and the couple also consummated their marriage. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's uh, today's episode, we're going to be covering um, a conversation between Ned and King Robert. Um, we can tell already that this needs to be a secret conversation that they don't want other people to hear. Um, and there's also some important topics that are going to be covered between the two of them. And Ned had some, has some trouble controlling the topics and controlling the King's will, I guess you'd say. Will. (laughs) Um, so that being said, our wine of the night is called Robert Mondavi. private selection it's a pinot grigio um i solely picked it because i knew that we were gonna be talking about robert a lot this chapter bobby b so it does smell like fresh citrus and flowers maybe (laughs) wow that does smell like floral (laughs) can i see it does smell floral a floral one floral 
Oh, it does. We're drinking flowers. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ASMR. I don't know why that doesn't sound like that. What, drinking, drinking flowers? flowers? I, it probably isn't. Yeah. Probably not. Probably just tastes like grass water. <laughs> what? Like people put grass lavender, water? Well, yeah, put lavender and things in Imagine how bad. you take like, like let's say the, all the smoothie places have like wheatgrass that they put in their stuff. Oh yeah. And it's always supposed to be so healthy for you, but like even kale, it just tastes like grass. Like cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't like it. I don't mind it. It tastes like pinot. Tastes like church wine. Tastes like grass water. It tastes like church wine. It's supposed to be <laughs> lemon lime. And you can pair it with fish tacos or salads. I could see that. <laughs> fish I tacos. I could do it with salads. So something light. Yes. It's a light wine. It's a light for wine. light food. <laughs> All right. Anywho. Any. Let's talk about Game of Thrones, huh? Do it. Okay. Do we have to? I mean, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Oh. So I think people are expecting us to talk about that. Oh. You're, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So. As Chris said, Eddard is traveling to King's Landing with Robert, King Robert, and his whole crew. Eddard wakes up before dawn to find his horse already saddled and the king on his horse. Rob immediately goes, um, we got some matters to discuss, but we can't do it here while everyone's around. Um, they have to be alone to talk about it. So they both get on their horses. Um, they ride off for miles south of the camp until dawn had broke. And they were off alone on the king's road. I think it's funny, like pulls him out of bed. Yeah, right. He's well, like, get up, we're going. Ned was like, I just want to get ready. Like, give me a minute. Come in while I'm getting ready. And then he's Rob's like, nope. like, nope, we're no, going right get now. Get on the horse. Robert's, yeah. We're going. So um, they're talking, and like Rob's complaining about how slow the travel party's going. And he says something about, like, if that damn wheel breaks one more time, huh? like, I'm going to lose yeah. it or something like that. He's like, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to leave the queen there. Yeah. With the broken thing. <laughs> so he's, like, irritated that he has to carry the queen in this thing. And she can't just ride a horse yeah. and get there quicker. So then he starts joking and suggests that him and Ned run off and live as vagabond knights. And Ned laughs, but then is like, well, we got duties. Can't just be the boys oh, we such once an were. Honorable man. Yes. <laughs> All about his duty. Can't just be the boys. The boys. Um, then they're talking and then Rob they're talking about like all of the like women they've been with and everything. And Robert tries to recall yeah. the name of John's mother. John Snow. John Snow's mother, correct. Mm-hmm. John Snow's mother. Ned goes, her name is I think it's Willa or Wyla? Wyla? Mm-hmm. I think it's Willa. Willa? So Ned says her name was Willa, but refuses to say any more on the subject. And because of this, Rob, King Robert's like, well, she must have been a rare wench if she could make Lord Eddard Stark forget his honor even for an hour. He oh. never told me what she looked like. And Ned's just like, nope, I'm not telling you anymore. We're not talking about it. End of story. And I kind of thought maybe he's ashamed and said because he said he dishonored his wife and the gods. So maybe he's so ashamed he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, and he's even, like, with Robert. Yeah. And it's like, Robert knows the name. And we know from before that Catelyn said that she had heard a rumor that it was Willa. 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 And oh, yeah. Ro- and Ned immediately put that away. But even when he's with the boys, he's still not going to give up on right. not talking about it. Right. Robert, so he said he's ashamed and dishonored because he dishonored his wife and the gods. 
Robert says, well, yeah, but you barely knew Catelyn at the time. You had just gotten married. And married, though, keyword. What? Just gotten married, though, I know. keyword. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just met her. It's well, messed up to say, but, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Ned goes, yeah, but she was pregnant with my first son, and she is still my wife. And Robert thinks he shouldn't, that Ned shouldn't be so hard on himself, but drops the subject because he can tell that it's bothering Ned. Good friend. Yeah. So after all that chit-chat, Robert finally gets to business, and he's like, look, I got word from Lord Varys from King's Landing. Now, Lord Varys is the eunuch that is Master of Whispers for the royal family. Mm -hmm. Master of Whispers, his job is mainly just to know everything that's going on in the kingdom. And reports it back to the king. Yep. The message says that uh, Varys got word from Jorah Mormont. And and you can tell Ned immediately takes offense at the name Jorah. And is like, this message is from him? What the heck? So There might be some beef there. There is, and I'm about to talk about (laughs) it. So Mormont is a fugitive um, who fled the king's justice after selling some poachers to a Tyroshi slave, which is against the law. Now, why Ned was so, like, taken aback and, t- like, offended by Jorah is because he dishonored the North because Mormonts were the Stark's bannermen. Yeah. So Stark's, ban- like, bannermen, isn't it, aren't bannermen, like, if you call on them for war, they have to respond, yeah. right? So it, they had the Stark name kind of tied to them. So that's why... Ned took, took offense. So hard, yeah. 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 I think another thing, and I'm just going to kind of unpack this a little bit, is like, it says that he sold, he sold poachers to a slaver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So we know that from the very beginning, Will mm-hmm. was a poacher. Mm-hmm. So what happens when a poacher gets caught? Yeah. They go to the Night's Watch. They don't get sold to right. another yeah. land, slaver, and become slaves. That's why he so fled. I think, I think that's why Ned's so mad at him. Yeah, because there, there were other options. Well, yeah, he's he, also he Ned fled. Is, he fled the king's justice for doing that. Yeah, for and selling people. Ned is such an honorable man that he didn't see it as he got his true justice, and he was yeah. being a coward, and he yeah. ran away. Yep. Right. So, all right, now Gabby's going to talk about what okay. the message said. So this message states that um, Sir Jorah is now in Pentos and. He's kind of anxious to receive a pardon from the king so that he could return from um, exile. So he's playing as a spy for Varys in hopes that that will earn him the pardon. Um, so he gives them the news that Daenerys Targaryen has wed a Dothraki horse lord, which we know is Khal Drogo. And Ned kind of just comes back with, okay, so what about it? Mm-hmm. Do you want us to send a wedding gift? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. What? He's literally <laughs> like, so what? Um, and Robert gets all upset and is like, well, we could send a sharp knife with a bold man to wield it. <laughs> God, jeez. Robert. Um, Ned's not surprised by this at all. Um, he kind of says that Robert's hatred for the Targaryens is a madness inside of him. So it almost seems, I don't want to say obsession, but... It's, it's obsession. Yeah. Well, it's also because of the whole thing with um, Lyanna. Lyanna, that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. That's why he hates the Targaryens. So yep. Kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ned is then kind of remembering like a time when, I'm assuming around the time of Robert's Rebellion, mm-hmm. Tywin Lannister presented Robert with the corpses of Rhaegar's wife and children as a token of fealty. And when Ned like 
protested and said that the kids were only children, Robert came back with, I see no babes, only dragon spawn. Yeah. So he was very cold and he's just filled didn't with care. rage. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Ned's like, whoa, okay. And apparently not even John Aaron could calm him down during all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Ned and Robert actually stopped talking for a little while after that, after he was given these corpses. And the death of Liana was the only thing that reconciled them. Like, their grief kind of brought them back together, or else I don't know if they would have, which would have been crazy. Mm -hmm. yep. So Ned kind of decides, like, unlike this last time he was remembering, he's going to keep his composure. And he's telling Robert again, basically, just like the first time, that Daenerys is scarcely more than a child and that he's not uh, somebody who can slaughter kids like Tywin Lannister. Mm -hmm. um, and Robert came right back with the whole, well, she's not going to be innocent for long. Pretty soon she's going to spread her legs and start breeding more dragon spawn to plague me. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I was going to say, it just, I think, from, coming from Robert's perspective and all the loss that he experienced with Liana, he's seeing her as a threat because he knows that oh, now yeah. that she's married to this horse lord that's Cal Drogo, that if they start having kids, it's going to be a major threat to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he says something about, like, they still refer, some people still refer to me as a usurper. Yeah, as I in, have like, that. Someone that. Yeah, that's someone that doesn't belong. So yeah. they truly see Cause, the um, problem. After he talks about how Danny's going to start having kids, um, Ned kind of replies with, okay, but still the murder of children, that's vile and unspeakable. Mm -hmm. And Bobby B Being literally him. starts roaring. Being Bobby and he B. goes, unspeakable. What Eris did to your brother, Brandon, was unspeakable. The way your lord father died, that was unspeakable. And Rhaegar, how many times do you think he raped your sister? How many hundreds of times? Yeah. I think with him saying that, he wants Ned to feel the rage yes. that he's feeling. And yes. he wants And he doesn't to be understand why he's, like, not. He because wants, Ned is yeah. honorable. Yep. Yep. He yep. knows what's right and what's wrong. He wants to get that response out of Ned. Yeah. I think here also, sorry, I know I'm interjecting, oh. but I think here Ned's kind of being his conscience... Mm -hmm. And being mm -hmm. like, come on, mm -hmm. let's rein that back in for a minute. Think yep. about what you're saying and what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so Robert got so loud that he was scaring the horses, actually, which I thought was a funny little mm. <laughs> blurb in the book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he continues to say, I will kill every dragon I can get my hands on until they are as dead as their dragons, and then I will piss on their graves. Okay, well, Robert. Somebody holds a grudge much? Yeah. yeah. So at this point, Ned kind of knows that there's no point in trying to defy him when the wrath was upon him. <laughs> um, and he kind of says quietly, you can't get some, get your hands on this one, can you? And Robert just turns, his, his mouth turns into a bitter grimace. Um, and he goes on to talk about how someone had walled them up in their estate with eunuchs all around them. And now that they had been handed over to Dothraki, he couldn't really do much, but... He says he should have just killed them years ago when he could have gotten his hands on them, but that John Aaron was just as bad as Ned and that he had foolishly listened to him. Hmm. So John Aaron was the same, don't kill the children, don't mm -hmm. kill the children, and Robert just doesn't seem to give a crap. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ned kind of starts talking about how John Aaron was a wise man and a good hand, and Robert just kind of laughs at that and... 
Ned kind of says that he can see the anger like leaving his body as quickly as it had come. Which I think is funny because, I don't know, when I picture Robert, I picture mad, 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 and then laughing. I think, belly yeah, laugh. I think it's, well, his, he misses Robert Aaron. Yeah. So that kind of... He's very up and down. You're, yeah. giving, you're bringing back to, like, a neutral point. Yeah. yeah. And Robert kind of just answered with his little snort, his little laugh, and yeah. he was like, this Cal Drogo is said to have 100,000 men in his horde. What would John say to that? Yeah. Um, and Ned's just pointing out that even a million Dothraki are no threat to the realm so long as they remain on the other side of the narrow sea. They have no ships and they hate and fear the open sea. Which is true. Yeah. I wanted to say, I think that this was a smart thing on Robert's part because he does see the Dothraki as a threat. Yeah. And Ned doesn't. Yeah. I know that, I know what Ned's saying is like, there's, the the realm is so much bigger, but I think it was smart on Robert's part to see it as a threat because it is something he should be concerned about if they ever do cross the Narrow Sea. Yes. And I think what Ned is trying to say here as well is that he's like, you, you have kind of a bigger problem right in front of you. Yeah. That you're ignoring by looking over across the sea at this. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it a little later on. Yeah. I can see both sides. I just, I thought that it was smart of yeah Robert because he's the king. He knows what Well, he's and Robert's like visibly uncomfortable. And he, he I think Robert kind of sees that like, okay, he's kind of right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's saying, yeah, but... I still don't like this marriage. There are ships to be had in the free cities if one were to desire one. And he tells them, and he starts to talk about how Chris was saying that there are still people who refer to her, refer to him as the usurper in the Seven Kingdoms, and that if given the chance, they would murder him in his sleep. Yeah, because I'm sure that the um, Targaryens still have a big following. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ned just continues to try and assure him that the Dothraki won't cross. And if they do, they'll just throw him back into the sea. Um, and then he starts saying something like, well, since you're concerned about this, maybe it's time to choose a warden of the east. And Robert interrupts him saying that like he's not going to appoint the Aaron boy warden, even if he is Ned's nephew, mm-hmm. because he doesn't want the... He doesn't want one quarter of the realm to be resting on the shoulders of a sickly kid, as he says. Child, as he says. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, And Ned was expecting that, and he replies, yet we still must have a warden of the east. If if Robert Aaron will not do, name one of your brothers. Your your brother Stannis proved himself at the Siege of Storms, and surely. Is the warden, is the east, are they talking about, like... The veil, I think. The veil, like where... Well, that's, the veil's part of it. Yeah. But you... If you're looking at the map of Westeros, because Casterly Rock is Warden of the North, West, yeah, yeah, yeah. Warden of the North, mm-hmm. so everything north and then everything east would be, you know, but the veil is up there in it. I wonder, I don't but know I think map, King's like, Landing too that's is like also where Lysa in the east. and him yes. at, right? Right. Well, that's that's north east, but yeah. I think that the east in general, King's Landing is also kind of in the east as gotcha. well. Yeah. But I think yeah, when they just describe it, I think they're kind of talking about. It's easier to have someone that's just in charge mm-hmm. of those sections, and then you go to that, that person makes sense. and be like, hey. Yeah. I think it like states. Yeah. Mm. Four states. Makes it easy. So, after he brings up Stannis, he kind of just lets that kind of hang in the air for a while, because he's not... Robert doesn't really say much. Um, he just kind of frowns, but he still looks uncomfortable during the whole thing. 
Um, and then Ned kind of speaks up again and says, well, are you saying that like you've already promised the honor to somebody else? And Robert kind of snaps back and goes, well, what if I had? And Ned goes, <laughs> it's Jamie Lannister, is it not? Robert kicks his horse back into motion and kind of like starts walking away from him, but Ned keeps up for a little bit. And without even looking at Ned, Robert just very plainly, like matter of fact, goes, yes. As if to try and end the end the conversation yep. all That's together. That's just crazy to me. So Ned then says, calls Jamie by his nickname, the Kingslayer. But then is kind of carefully going on to say that he's no doubt able and courageous, but that Tywin Lannister, Jamie's father, is Warden of the West. And that means that Jamie would then be start like, would succeed up to Warden of the West when he was to take over. For Tywin? Casterly Rock, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's saying that no man should have the power of both of the. East and the West, because that's just... And that's one family in charge of both. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. His real concern that he didn't actually, like, voice was that this appointment would put half of the armies in the realm into the Lannisters' hands. Mm -hmm. So they would be very much so in control. That could be a problem. Yeah. So Robert basically just says that he's going to cross that bridge when it comes to it, but he doubts that Jamie will succeed Casterly Rock anyway. And anytime soon at that, um, and tells Ned not to vex him because it's already set in stone. So, like, the so conversation's over, like, stop. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Ned then asks if he could speak freely, and Ned and Robert's kind of like, yeah, well, can't seem to stop you anyway. Yeah, this has stopped you before. Yeah. And Ned, Ned basically just says, can you trust Jamie? Mm-hmm. And Robert comes back with, he's my wife's twin, a sworn brother of the King's Guard, He's, his life and fortune and honor all bound to mine. And Ned, I, I mean, which he's right, came back with as they were bound to Aerys Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And Robert goes, why should I mistrust him? He has done everything I have ever asked for. for he has done everything I have ever asked of him. His sword helped me to win the throne I sit on. And yeah, he, he says, yeah, it helps you win the throne. It helped you win the throne that you sit on, yeah, but it, he did that by breaking an oath. He still went behind the king's back yeah. and killed him. You, you were a sworn member of the Night's Guard and you murdered him. Right. Yes. So, um... I think he's just doing this because he's married to, um, Cersei. Yeah. Like, there's no other good reason for it, I don't think. What? Like, for him becoming the warden of the... Yeah. I, I don't know why. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like the, Cause the Lannisters what? are kind of pushing their way in yeah. more and more. And yeah. And I think you can really see it too because just a few chapters ago we were talking about when they were in the fighting pits. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a fighting pit and how Joffrey doesn't, he didn't wear the Baratheon symbol on his chest. He wore the Lannister lion. And That's you know ridiculous. he's next in line for the throne. You're yeah. like, and. Arya commented on it, or John. I think John commented on it. Was like he puts his mom's sigil ahead of the sigil of the king, of his dad, yeah, of of the throne itself. Ugh. So um, he wasn't even born with a Lannister name. Like no, he's yeah. Joffrey Baratheon. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was born with a Baratheon name, not Lannister. So why so would you wear the? Yeah. Anyways, that's anyway, another. So, so Robert says that someone had to kill him, 
and that gave him the throne. So what was the problem? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ned tells <laughs> toxic. Yeah, Ned tells this story about how how it actually came to be. So the Lannisters, because Robert's like, oh well, he had to kill him, and he goes, y- you weren't there. You actually didn't see what happened. You were off fighting. And that's where he, like, killed Rhaegar. Mm -hmm. It's like, you were off fighting. You weren't in King's Landing. You didn't see what happened. I was there. Mm -hmm. And I saw what happened. The Lannisters took King's Landing using treachery to get inside. So Tywin made it look like to Aegon that he was backing him up. So they let the Lannisters into into King's Landing. And then he proceeded to kill yeah. All the people in Kings, or all the uh, Targaryens, insane. all the families, children, white uh, women, children, all of them. And he's kind of recalling, he said, okay, well, that, I mean, it had to happen. You know, Ned, or Robert's already in this mindset of, well, the Targaryens needed to die anyways, so. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And so he's still kind of warning, like, okay, well, this is why I don't trust him to be warden of the East. And he's like, okay. It would be smart to put over half the kingdom's forces in the hands of Lannisters, right? That wouldn't be smart to do. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. No. Um, and then he, Ned recalls, like, why exactly Jamie scared him. He recalls, like, when he entered the Great Hall and Eris was still laying there drowning in his own blood, Jamie was sitting on the throne. And the book says it the best, I think. It says, I stopped in front of the throne looking up at him. His golden sword was across his legs, its edge red with king's blood. My men are filling the room behind me. Lannister men drew back. I never said a word. I looked at him, seated there on the throne, and I waited. At last, Jamie laughed and got up. He took off his helm, and he said to me, Have no fear, Stark. I was only keeping it warm for our friend, Robert. It was not even comfortable. It's not even a comfortable seat. And then Robert just listens to the story. Like, clearly Ned has, like, a problem with this. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, well, he killed the king and then sat down on the throne. So, clearly he wants the throne. And Robert's just like, so you want me to be mad at him because he sat down in a chair? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, shoes it off real quick. And right. he's like, And he starts laughing at him, and Ned just, Ned's like, just lost this argument completely. And it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, so, Robert rides off, and Ned kind of doesn't follow him at first. Yeah. Ned's sitting there and he's reflecting and he's he's like I, he's doubting his ability to be able to talk the king down. I mean that's kind of half the job of being the hand of the king mm-hmm. is being able to trot. And he goes, maybe I should just have stayed in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Maybe I belong there instead with so Catelyn and Bran. Second guessing his decision, yeah. right, to be yeah. hand of the king already. You know, it's and already it, there. It just started like a week yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he, weeks ago. then he rides off to, to the king. Meet up with Robert. Yeah. To catch up. Catch up to Robert. Cause this whole time Robert's been yeah. hauling ass on these horses. Is that it? That's the whole chapter. That so was just a little really quick. It was quick. I think this chapter was really short. It was a short one. It <laughs> wow. was only like five pages. What's the next chapter? Uh, Tyrion. Yeah. So this, that'll be a longer one, right? Yeah. <sighs> I, um, uh, y'all, I love the Tyrion chapters. Yeah. I just love Tyrion. Yes. Uh, so now for the questions that we have. The first question is, would you heed Ned's warning if you were Robert? Ned's and warning. His warning about Jamie and oh. his warning about, you know, maybe don't focus across the sea. Maybe we yeah. should focus on some bigger issues here yes. at home. And then why do you think he isn't listening to Ned? 
I think, I think I would listen to the warning just because, um, I mean, here's my thing, especially the Lannister thing, as soon as he pointed out that they would end up controlling both the North and the East, I think that that should have been a, mm -hmm. oh, regardless of the fact that the Lannisters are sworn to him, whatever, mm -hmm. he should have seen that as, well, maybe, you know, let's mm -hmm. give it some to somebody else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't, I honestly wouldn't be able to say why Robert isn't listening. Maybe because he sees Ned as a Northman who Outsider. doesn't come south very often to even know what's happening, yeah. you know? Yeah. He sees him as maybe, like, ignorant to the whole yeah. thing. I, th I would definitely heed his warning because I just knowing myself, I know that I pick people to be around me that I trust and will give me good advice. And if my hand were telling me, hey, this is a problem, I would... He stuck his hand up and be like... <laughs> my hand is telling me there's a problem. <laughs> okay. Anyways... Just, I'm saying, like, if if that if they were telling me that it was a problem, I would listen. However, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, save God. me, guys. Okay. Um, however, I would still keep the Dothraki thing on the back burner. Yes. Because don't I would... ignore it. No, yes. don't... Yeah. I wouldn't ignore it. I wouldn't go as far as Ned and saying, like, ignore it, but... I would definitely keep it on the back burner after dealing with the things that are here at home. The more yeah. pressing matters. And I don't think Robert is listening to Ned because... Or I think Robert isn't listening to Ned because Robert is seeing red. He is still mm -hmm. not over mm -hmm. the whole Liana thing. Clearly. And he hates the Targaryens. And that is taking over... Every emotion in his body and all of his decisions in his head. Well, that's seeing the first thing he did when he got it. to Winterfell. What? What's the first thing he did when he got to Winterfell? Go see Liana. Yeah, exactly. Liana. That's like his top it's priority. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would agree. I would. I would, uh, I would heed his warning. Mm -hmm. But said, why do why do we think that he's not listening to Ned? I think he's not listening to Ned for the same reason why he brought Ned in, and it's a problem. Because he brought he Ned in because he was an outsider, because he was someone he could trust. And now when Ned is trying to tell him, hey, as an outsider, as the person that you brought in for this reason, yeah. this is what I'm seeing, he just ignores him. He doesn't he's ignoring like him. Yeah, he's ignoring him for the same reason that he brought him in. So yeah. he's kind of just being a hypocrite on why he's not listening to yeah. him. Uh, so the next question we had is, why do you think Robert was trying to ride away from the rest of the group? Because homeboy likes to talk shit. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. You know, I think he doesn't, this is the thing about Robert. I think he, yes, he says he trusts the Lannisters, but at the same time, I don't think he does fully. And I think he, the only person he fully trusts is Ned. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, because they grew up together. They know everyone, their ins and outs and everything. Yeah. But... I think that's why he wanted to ride away is because he doesn't trust everyone in his party. Yeah. And I that's why he picked Ned reason. as his hand. Yeah. Because he knows he can trust him. Too. I think there's another reason. Okay. What? He was talking about how the Targaryens are still going to have, like, fans in Westeros, right? Yeah. So you don't know who that is. Yeah. So uh, he's yeah. he's sharing yeah. with Ned this super secret that, hey, by the way, there's a Targaryen still alive. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want 
one of the other people to hear it and be like that rumor to spread across Westeros. Yeah. The Targaryens like are still alive. It, let's say he has bannermen traveling with him. If there's yeah. a bannerman who isn't who's sworn to the crown but not sworn to the yeah. Baratheons kind of thing. Or is like not 100%. It was yeah. like, I kind of liked when the Targaryens were in charge. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then that rumor spreads across Westeros. Not like it's not going to. Yeah. But, but at this point, I think he doesn't want to inspire people to do it. Be against the crown. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, so the next question, do we all answer that one? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, do you think Robert is justified in trying to kill Daenerys from his point of view? Yes. From his point of view? Yes. I, I get it. I get why it's horrible. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm having a hard time answering this because I see where he's coming from. His, the love of his life was killed by a Targaryen, and he wants all Targaryens dead because he wants to justify or bring justice for her death, you know? Well, but not just I, any Targaryen. Their brother. No, yeah, I know. Right? I yeah. know. But what yeah. I'm saying is, like, ah, yeah. uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. Come back to me. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, um, from his standpoint, like, it's, yes, I understand that you're angry, but... How old was Dan, Danny and Viserys during this whole thing? You during know, this conversation? No, or? during the whole thing that went down with Rhaegar yeah. and, and Lyanna. Like, they, they were... My, yeah. They were tiny. He's just... They I, have no idea what was going on. He's holding a grudge towards the name when yeah. these kids didn't have anything... That's what I was going to say. There you go. do with it. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, he hates the Targaryen name... Even though Danny didn't do anything. Probably mm-hmm. didn't even know it was happening. Exactly. Because she was... Yeah. All she can remember I mean, is the House of the Red Door. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she can't physically remember... And I, we don't know what Viserys can remember, really. He talks about remembering more, He though. talks he about remembering more. He's clearly older than her, but I don't know how but much older... But he was... Viserys oh, was... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Viserys was older and understood that that wasn't home and they were only there temporarily. Yeah. And he talks about that a little bit in the first Danny chapter, I think. But we don't but. know. Okay, so maybe kill Viserys, but not Danny. But he's talking about. But he, but never, he wants to kill Danny because she married the, the horse lord. Breed. Yeah, that's breed. what's crazy is the fact that well, why can't Viserys breed? Oh uh, well, he could. I, see, I, see, right? But, he but, never talks about killing Viserys. He just wants to kill Danny. He wants reason. to kill Danny because she's the one that's getting married and the one that can have heirs. Well, and that's probably the one that's. Viserys yeah. is not getting married. He's not the one that can produce heirs. He cannot produce more Targaryens right now. Danny can. Yeah. That's why, why? he wants to she's kill Danny. Just, she's just the oh, focus right now. Yeah. Got it. That's Viserys is not married. He's just kind yeah. of there. Yeah. I think there's a there's a mixture of fear, not only like the Lyanna thing. But then there's also the fear of losing yeah. the throne again after he put in all that work <laughs> to get the throne. And as we know from reading this and from before, he didn't really do a lot of that work. Yep. It looks like the Lannisters did a lot of that work. Um, all he did was kill Rhaegar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, from his point of view, it's like a 50-50 thing yeah. for me. I'm not 100% that from his point of view that it's justified, but yeah. I get it. Yeah, for I can sure. see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe justified isn't the right word. Yeah, um, underst- understandable, understandable, but then you're a king, act like one. Yeah, <laughs> I get why act he wants like to, king. but he shouldn't. Yeah. Yes, act yeah. like the king you are, and and kings do have to show mercy sometimes. Yeah, amen, yeah. brother. 
Alright guys, so for the month of November, we're going to be doing a free sticker giveaway. And there's a few things you have to do to enter this. Um, so first, head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a 5 star rating, write us a review. And then go and follow us on all of our social media. So on Facebook, we are Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. And then go to Twitter and Instagram at Game of Wines 1. Follow us on all of those and take screenshots of your review and all of your follows. Just make sure that like it shows that you're following us in the screenshot. Then you're going to send those pictures in our email along with your address, and then we will be sending you a free sticker at the end of November. Our email address is gameofwines1 at gmail.com. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Tyrion 2, so make sure you read it before next episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>